edition of 99 Questions. I am your host, Bob Buell. This is, of course, an oddly numbered interview show where we ask all sorts of interesting people interesting questions. And join with me today, uh, I'm going to say uh, a, a, a star of the video game universe, uh, <laughs> something like that. Uh, you might know him from Game Informer. You might know him from Max. You might know him from... Uh, uh, all sorts of outlets, Polygon, GameSpot, uh, name one, and he's been there, he's done it. Yeah. Uh, it's Surreal Vasquez. Surreal, how are you today? Hello, thanks for having me. Oh, it's, it is an honor, sir. It is, it is an honor. Uh, thank you for taking the time. Happy to. Oh, before we dive into the questions, because we have just, uh, some would say too many, um, <laughs> where would we be without some quick round rules, some quick terms and conditions right up front? Uh, like, ground rule number one, take as much time or as little time as you need to answer a question. If a yes or no suffice, give me a yes or no. If a short story about your life helps us get a better understanding of that answer, I want to hear that story. Uh, ground rule number two, uh, this is not a grilling of you. This is not an interrogation of you. If there is any question that you would like to pass on, no judgment, no worries, we can pass. And ground rule number three. Despite the name of the show being 99 Questions, there might be a follow-up. There might be one off the cuff. Uh, ostensibly, most of these are just prompts that I put a question mark at the end of. So let's not get into the semantics of the word question here, uh, despite it being a third of the title of this show. Uh, so that being said, uh, Serial, the first of these non-counting questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh boy. Here we go. Question number one. What's the perfect breakfast? I like a good egg sandwich. Mm. Uh, I think if money is not an issue, I would probably go to like a deli or a, like a breakfast place and get their breakfast sandwich. Um, I think it used to be pancakes, but I feel like for me, pancakes have graduated to an anytime food. Mm. So like, I'm not, I don't want to limit pancakes to being a breakfast. Food, but i think that would be my my second if like you had to if money were no object i'd either i would either get an egg sandwich or uh like just like the the kind of like large uh really you know fluffy pancakes that you get like a, a like a diner not like the the stuff that you get at ihop because ihop like their pancakes are good but there's something very like mass produced about them in a way that yeah. like a, some of the larger pancakes that like a uh like a Greasy spoon place uh, definitely like does not. Yeah, they are pancakes by name only, and again, delicious, but yeah. like just a different category almost. Yeah, it's almost like the way that Taco Bell is like not really Mexican food; it's its own version of it. Uh, yeah. Like sometimes that's what you want, but if you like, it feels like it's a very different. Like sometimes I want IHOP pancakes, sometimes I want actual like fluffy pancakes from a deli or like right. from a breakfast place. I gotcha. Question number two. Who's the coolest dude? Gosh, I feel like... The coolest dude is probably, like, Austin Walker. I feel like he has, like, every... He has... He is... Like, he, every field he goes into, he feels like he's 
nails it. You know, he was like one of, he was basically my favorite podcaster for a really long time. And, you know, he's working at Possibility Space now, I think, developing games. And like, he's already, like, he's already, his career has been astronomical in, in terms of like starting from like, he has an academic background, obviously, but, you know, going from uh, working at Giant Bomb and then being the head of, uh, the editor in chief, I believe, at one point, and then now basically leading the creative side of, of uh, the whole game studio. It's like, that is such a meteor, uh, meteor rise. And, you know, just hearing him on podcast, he seems like the friendliest, funnest dude. So, yeah. Slap some shades on him because he's cool. <laughs> Question number three Steak, chicken, or fish? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely chicken. I feel like chicken is like the most consistent. Because I think you're, you're like, it's hard to, like, everyone argues about steak all the time. So that's just, I almost don't want to get steak because I always feel like I'm going to do it wrong. Mm. Uh, but, like, chicken, you can, you can, it's hard to screw up, uh, like, chicken if you're going, if you know how to cook it, it's hard to screw it up. And, like, most fast, most fast food places even, I think, feel like they know their chicken pretty well. Very true. Question number four. Best gift you've ever gotten. Oh, it was actually like I have it here somewhere. It's like a little acrylic uh, model. I'm showing it to to you, but I I don't think the listeners will see it. But it's it's like a ceramic model. I can maybe post about it whenever the episode goes up. But it's like a ceramic model of a of a character from from Dota that a friend of mine made me. Uh, oh. She was practicing her her pottery skills, and she decided to make this for me. Um, so that's really cool. I actually have kept it around for a really long time. So it's like the one thing that um. Like if if there were a fire in this house, I think this would be the thing that I would look for because it is the thing that the, maybe the one thing here that is irreplaceable. So wow. probably the I've got. That's fantastic, a little spike ball fella. I, yeah. I don't play Dota, you could tell, but it, it, he seems nice. Uh, question number five: best gift you've ever given. So right now, my my parents and I live in different states. Um, and at one point, I think. Usually with my with my mom or like for Mother's Day stuff, it's usually one of those things where we'll, we'll as a group of children, we'll say like, what do we want to get her as a group gift? And it'll like my sister's so much better at gift giving than I am. So she'll be like, this is the thing that I've been looking for. And we all pitch in and then pay for that. Right. So it always feels a little bit like too easy. It's automatic mm. uh, where it's like it's a nice gift, but it's like I, I, I didn't put that much effort into it myself, even though it's a good gift. So I feel kind of bad about it. But. The one time that I did send her, like, I, I, like, did one of those flower delivery services that got it from, so I called a place in Chicago and had them deliver flowers. Um, and she called me up that day, like, instead of me calling her for, like, hey, happy Mother's Day or happy birthday. Um, she, she called me and said, like, I got your flowers and they were amazing. And she seemed like she, she was, like, very tearing up about it. That it, it seemed like a surprise. Like she wasn't expecting it. So that, that was the most, I, the best I felt giving a gift. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, question six. What did you want to do for a living when you were a kid? I think astronaut uh, was was my one. I think I was I think I was into dinosaurs more as a thing, but I wasn't like I think even then I knew that I didn't really want to be an archaeologist because that seemed boring of like the only <laughs> profession available to me now is like to look at dead dinosaurs which is nowhere near as cool as like what I would want to do which is like some way what I would be like a dinosaur vet but like the idea of exploring space was like the thing like okay this is an actual job okay I'll do that then and I was <laughs> very confident that I would eventually become an astronaut 
Tomorrow's another day. Never yeah. know. We'll see. I'll get an email from NASA saying, like, hey, we're looking for astronauts. And for some reason, we decided to email you. Big fan. Space? Interested? <laughs> yeah. uh, question seven. What's the largest animal you can beat in a fight? I feel like I could take on a large pig. Like one of the one of those pigs that blows up on social media for like, look at this thing, right? Yeah. It's, not, it, it's large, and I'm not saying it would be easy, just because like trying to figure out how to even like deal with like how how do I actually go about this? But the pig is really not going to put up much of a fight. I almost said boar, but then I realized I could go one better and just say pig, like a large, <laughs> memeable, meme-sized pig. I think I could. I like it. A lechonk of himself. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I hope when this releases, that's still topical. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, question eight. Who's someone you look up to? I think I'm going to repeat in myself and say Austin Walker. I think he's been kind of one of those people where it's like, well, you know, like he, he is, he is as successful at the thing that I want to do as you can be. So try to figure out how, how to emulate that kind of success. <laughs> uh, but I think I've, I've, I've kind of kept up with his career more so than I think other people and tried to like, okay, like obviously I'm not smart enough to get a PhD, but putting that aside, what, how, what can I do to like, you know, be more successful is kind of where I put myself and like, his thinking and the the way he like just the way he talks about games and the way he breaks them down critically something I've tried to incorporate into my own like podcasting and writing style so yeah I definitely would say Austin for sure yeah that's a great one question nine first album you bought with your own money oh this is uh I think it was a combination of things because I think oh. I bought them all at the same time the first time I went to a record store the same the back when those were still around that was like the first time I had disposable income and I bought uh I I bought Demon Days by Gorillas great uh, Beck Squero mm-hmm. and Velvet Revolvers debut album all wow. at the same time uh and two of those albums, I think I still listen to very regularly. The Velvet <laughs> Revolver one, not so much. But I think those two, for those first two albums, I uh, are definitely among my favorites of all time. So, and I think there a lot of it is nostalgia from from having a thing to put on repeat that wasn't from like Kazaa or something. Uh, was definitely like uh, one of those transformational experiences for me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, question ten: What's your go-to karaoke song? I. I I think it would probably be Dark Side of the Moon from the Milan. I think it's just a song oh, that yeah. uh, I, I know it more from karaoke at this point than I do from the actual movie because it's just like, it's one of those easy, like no crowd is ever going to like boo you for choosing that song. <laughs> and like, it, it is family appropriate. So you'd like, if, Hey, for some reason you're, you're, you have to go on like a business trip where karaoke is involved. You can, you can kind of be safe about that. But it's like a fun pick because even if those people are older adults, you can say like, "I remember that," and then kind of, and it's really easy to sing along to. I think it's shared. That, that that's the kind of childhood thing that's shared by so many people. So it feels like, like before I start testing out the waters with like weirder selections, it's just like "Dark Side of the Moon" by, uh, from the Mulan soundtrack. I think is like one that goes over. Well. That's a great one. I do love the idea of people booing disney songs at a karaoke <laughs> bar like what a monster who's sitting yeah. there at the corner of the bar like 
stop enjoying yourself. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it would have to be like you have to like would have to be an emo night or something at, yeah. the, at like the bar where it's like explicitly themed songs. You have to bring a specific set of, of songs, and they have to meet a criteria. I think that would be the only way that you. I think you're right. Uh, question eleven, last song you listened to. Last song I listened to, uh, I think it was. I think it actually was a uh, projector by 3D Blast. It's a, a song I recommend people listen to. Uh, it's a it's a really cool like. I don't know. Sample medley is kind of a weird thing where it's just like yeah, he's he's an artist. More people should listen to. By the way, he's he's really good. Yeah. Projector, probably my favorite song. It's a great one. Three Blast, former guest of the show. He's in good company. Uh, question 12. What's a band or musical artist you want to hear more from? Uh, Frank Ocean, probably. Mm. I feel like, although it is getting into dangerous territory because I think like rappers who have not put out a album in a long time I think is becoming somewhat treacherous. I, I, I controversially am not maybe into the new Kendrick as much as other people. Uh, I didn't like, I thought it was fine, but it, it definitely feels like he is going on. Like, I want to be very important. And it's just like, at this point, it's like, I think you've made, I, I think Kendrick has made his best album. And yeah, it is I kind of right. from there. And then Chance, I think, put out another album that I wasn't super into. And he was like the other one where I was like, Acid Rap, incredible album. Everyone should listen to it. Coloring Book, not so into and like Frank Ocean is so, so far the one of those that has like Nostalgia Ultra, Channel Orange, uh, Blonde, all incredible albums. And I'm kind of worried that he's <laughs> going to put out something embarrassing at this point. And I think he might be too. But I think I, he would be the last one that I would want to see an album from. Like I need, I need to see another, I need to hear another Frank Ocean album before I die. I gotcha. Even even if he chokes on the delivery, you gotta even, even get if something. Bad, I need to listen to another Frank Ocean. I need to have that experience of listening. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, question 13. What's a song that brings the most emotion out of you? Uh, I think it's from actually uh, Beck's Burrow album. I think it's called Broken Drum, uh, which I believe he wrote as like a eulogy for Elliot Smith, who I think passed away around that time. If I remember oh. correctly. Yeah. Um, and I have a very weird memory, actually, of like listening to it. It's a very weird moment in my life. Maybe the most surreal thing that's ever happened to me where I had a dream where uh, my entire family was walking along like a, a beach and like the sky, the sky was super cloudy. And we were just kind of talking for a while. And then at some point I turn around and everyone's gone. And then I turn around and there's like a grave and I start digging the grave. And then my dad wa like, like walks into it and fall and falls basically lies in the grave. And then I start like burying him and I wake up. And the first thing I hear is my dad making coffee. And Whoa. like uh, at the time I basically would, would put headphones on and go to sleep to music. And when I woke up, that song was playing. Uh, so like now I have this really embedded memory of hearing broken drum while like I was mourning my dad while he was alive in the next room. Holy cow. Yeah. So, so I, I, it's a fantastic song, but I, I, I find it very difficult to listen to. It's like if I'm running or like if I'm outside or whatever, if I'm going about my day, I find it very difficult to listen to because it just brings me back to that really somber mood. Yeah. That, that 
that weird Guns N' Roses music video you dreamt up. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. I still don't know where any of that came from, but yeah, that's probably the song. Yeah, that would bring out the most emotion. Yeah, I I, I would say so. Uh, question 14. What's your favorite music video? There's another, it's the, well, it's technically, it, it involves Beck, but he's not the artist. There's a, an artist named Charlotte Gainsborough. It's something, it's something like that. Um, for it's the video for Heaven Can Wait, which features Beck. Hmm. Um, and it's just like all these still life shots that are like kind of in slow motion. It's, it's like there, things are happening, like someone's pitching a baseball, but it's in like hyper slow motion. And it's like kind of taking a look at a bunch of different communities, like as like here's all of these community, all, all of these things happening at once. And it's kind of like this kind of village uh, overview of like an entire area of, of I think, California. Um, and it's kind of like this ethno ethnography ethnography of of this part of selling California, i think it is yeah. um but it's a really well-directed video oh very cool Song's also pretty cool. Hmm. uh question 15 you got a million dollars but you have to donate it all to charity what charity is it going to Ooh, um probably and i can only pick one right i can't like split them up or anything i mean <sighs> I'm 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 a softy here. If you want to split it, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll it, allow it, 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 but... I, ideally, it would probably be a combination of like homeless uh, charities, uh, and then probably things like abortion and trans rights uh, charities. Those would probably be the the three, just because I think I think I have a particular soft spot for for the the homeless uh, cause, just because I feel like a lot of the reasons that those people end up homeless is really not their fault. They're kind of especially like. In San Francisco and places like that, it's they're treated exponentially poorly, and then yeah, uh, the the trans and um, abortion rights is kind of self-applied. Yeah, I love it. Uh, question sixteen: favorite holiday? Favorite holiday? Um, I I kind of think Thanksgiving because mm. I think my experience with Thanksgiving has been has been my favorite even though i think ideally you should like christmas more because it's kind of a bigger portion of the of the year but i think i like thanksgiving because it's like the the holiday where you're like forced to interact with people you know where it's like you you like, like it's not just about about getting presents it's like you have to sit down and have dinner with your family right like and which is going to be redu redundant for a lot of people but like for certain families like the idea of like everyone get together and have this one dinner i think is probably the best step for like having a good time and like getting like especially when you're with family you don't see very often it's like the one check in a year with a, with a few people i think is actually like a really good time yeah totally uh question 17 what's your go-to drink when you walk into a coffee shop uh it's pro i i'm a big fan of black coffee i i don't like getting flavors and stuff like i if uh i think if i'm gonna eat a lot of calories i'd rather like enjoy them whereas i think if i have a if i have a a, a drink i like that that's like really sweet they're really good it, um but i end up drinking them too quickly where something like black coffee i can kind of mellow out a little bit more and kind of distribute a little bit more slowly while i enjoy the actual food so that's probably what i would get iced i kind of oscillate between iced and hot coffee but i think i'm right now i'm more of a hot coffee guy but i definitely like an iced black coffee gotcha uh 18 Maybe our most controversial question. Spell the word gray. Oh, uh, 
I would I would go D R A Y. I think I think I would be an A Y guy. Striking a blow to team EY fans across the globe. I like it. I respect it. Question nineteen. What's your prized possession? Oh yeah, it's the the this little the, the Tekken guy again. Yeah. Probably the thing that I that I hold most dear. Is it is there does that character have a name? Again, I'm not familiar with the Dota. I believe it's Spoon, because I think the two the three techies are like one are like a group of three characters that you control as one unit, and I think they're called Wee, Spleen, and Spoon, and I think this is Spoon. It's a good name. It's a good name. Uh question twenty. Are you competitive? I think it depends. I think that when it comes to like online games and stuff, I do tend like it depends on the game. Um so like fighting games I tend to be somewhat competitive and I want to like I want to take them seriously. But uh, I think if if I'm going out uh if I'm going out with friends and stuff and we're playing like, you know, mini golf or something, I think I have to make an active effort to say like this doesn't matter, just wing it don't invest emotionally in this but it does have to be an active thing right because i think my natural instinct is to, is to like if we're playing mini golf i want to win i want to get the best possible score and i want to win but i think so often that that just leads to instances where people like if you start arguing about the score in mini golf or something or start checking people on the rules of mini golf it's like you're basically playing it wrong there's no reason to do that just just play golf and like don't invest too much in it yeah uh, question 21, what a transition. Do you consider golf a sport? Yeah, I think, I mean, I guess I don't know what the, I wouldn't be able to talk about what the difference between a sport and a game is, but I, I would put golf in the sport category. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Question 22, have you ever played any sports? Uh, yes, I used to play in Little League when I was a kid, but I wasn't very good. So I think my the, the team manager would always put me on the outfield where I where I would cause the team the least harm. But I did play uh, sports when I was a kid. Gotcha. Uh, 23. Favorite sport to watch? Pro- I think it's probably basketball. I think it's the fa- it's like the fastest one and also the simplest. Well, I think there are, it's probably not as simple as soccer, maybe, but soccer has like some weird offsides rules that kind of sometimes feel difficult to follow. But I think basketball is definitely the one we are constantly seeing more action. Um, and I tend to keep up with the culture a little bit more. Not that I'm like super versed in football or in like basketball Twitter, but I feel like reading about basketball is maybe more fun to me than other sports. Uh, question 24 theme parks on occasion i don't think i'm like the kind of person who has to see every ride when we go there um and i think it's now i've i'm old enough to where i'm an uncle and i think i have i find more fun having like seeing the reactions on their faces than like yeah i gotta ride the thing that like the, the giant swing that makes you nauseous for a while <laughs> uh but like i like seeing their enthusiasm of like oh there's a new like batman ride at world or six flags or whatever or Something like that, um, but I'm definitely not the kind of person who wants to spend every day at a, at a amusement park or anything. I gotcha. Question twenty five, dubbed the Ron Bennington after famous radio personality. You're standing in a wrestling ring, and a wave of nine year olds, a random mix of boys and girls, are coming down to the ring to fight you. How many nine year olds could you beat in this fight? 
I'm going to say if if it's just – I think I would probably could take down four or five before I lose because I think if you're saying that there's a wave of them, Correct. I think I, I, think I get some good swings on the ones coming up early. But then I would eventually get overwhelmed, and I think I think I could, I think I could get four or five of them is where I'm at. I believe you. I believe you. Uh, question twenty six. What's a game you know you can win? Uh, I don't have that. I don't have like that many because I think it's hard to pull out like most of the games that I'm good at. Uh, I feel like I have a. I mean, I have like a pretty good shot at rock paper scissors most days. Uh. One in three, some might say. But, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, one, that's true, I guess. Uh, but one of us eventually has to win if we tie. So it's like, I feel like I have the best Ooh. chance of of, uh, of winning that. I feel like that's the, my highest percentage just because it is so random. I like it. Uh, 27. What topic can you discuss the most? Uh, I think it. I think it probably would be video games i think that would be the one that i would be able to talk to the most but it it's also the one that in my regular life i'm able to talk to the least people about mm. um but it would probably be the topic i could talk most about i gotcha uh 28 favorite place you visited favorite place i visited uh maybe a weird answer but las vegas um but I think it was the in the in the morning, oddly enough, because I think I had a I went to Evo and then then the day after my flight was booked surprisingly late. It was like I think at like three p.m. So I basically had a whole morning to kill. And yeah. basically just went from my hotel and just kind of walked around. And it was like kind of on the edge of of it, so it wasn't like on the strip, right? So it's just kind of in the in the kind of edge of Las Vegas, kind of near the airport and kind of in the like in the near residential area, right? Not, not in the strip. Yeah. Kind of just walking around there, I think kind of was the, was the trip that made me realize that I actually like, really like traveling. Uh, so, but like the idea of like, I am in the moment, I don't have anything to worry about. Cause this is like right after I'd gotten a job at Game Informer. So, and I didn't really have any work, but there wasn't like this constant need of, oh, I need to, I need to be doing something. I need to figure out how to make this content. Right. Cause I had, I had a clean slate in terms of what I was going to do. Yeah. Um, so I was just like kind of worry free, just kind of wandering around Las Vegas looking for things to do and just kind of met a couple interesting people. And it was a weirdly good time for like, cause I, I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend Las Vegas as a place to go or, and I don't think it's, it's an easy experience to replicate, but I think that was maybe my, my favorite trip that I've taken. Wow. That's, that's fascinating and incredibly cool. Yeah. Uh, question 29. What's your catchphrase? I don't know that I have one, but I feel like a catchphrase is a, a thing that other people know you for. Because I'm sure there are like ticks and stuff that I have for sure that other people have caught on to, uh, especially like being a, a public figure for a while. But like, I don't, I don't know that I have like a, a catchphrase that I like a go-to phrase. But maybe I'm wrong. I gotcha. Uh, question thirty: What's the best costume? Or cosplay you ever wore? Uh, I don't do a lot of it, so I'm having trouble figuring out. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember if I've ever really done much of it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that I have like a good uh, cosplay memory. I don't do a lot of like dressing up. 
like in in like outfits and stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't know that I have a good answer for that. Sorry. No, no, no worries. Uh, question thirty-one: Have you ever had anything named after you? I don't think I have. No. Okay. I think I have an I have a cousin whose name is also Suriel, but I don't know if that was because of me. Uh, and also I have a weird name, so it's a, it's not something you very uh, ably are able to name things. So that's fair. Uh, question thirty-two: Hobby you've dedicated the most time to? Uh, it's probably video games at this yeah. point. Although it's it's like does it count as a hobby if you're doing it as your job? But I think even even I think in times when I would have the option to do another to do a hobby and wasn't playing it wasn't doing something for work, I probably would still be playing video games. So gotcha. Uh, thirty three. Who's a celebrity you've had a crush on? I th- I think for. A while it was uh linda cardellini who was like she ah. was the main character in freaks and geeks and yep. she, had, she had a i think she's in debt to me now and uh and she had like a i think she had an ongoing role for like season of mad men i think that that was def, that was definitely my celebrity crush for a while not bad not bad 34 what's the strangest job you ever had uh i mean i don't think i've had like a well, actually, I I used to be an intern at a uh, legal aid agency, um, but I was like, it it didn't pay super well because I it was like ten dollars an hour and I can only work like ten hours, so it was like a, they were basically paying me a hundred dollars a week, um, which isn't bad for college, I guess. But like I was translating their website, um, so I would just translate, but it was. All, their website was just like an FAQ of like legal terms of like here's okay if you're if you're having like a disability issue here are all the laws you can re- reference so and I had never really translated much before um, so it was a really kind of challenging job of like you know like your intro to translation and like trying to figure out proper terms and stuff is like the most legalese writing that you can possibly <laughs> imagine and trying to translate that into Spanish uh, was definitely like a job that I did not feel feel like equipped to do, but I did it for three months and it, they they did not seem to complain, but I'm guessing they've revamped their site by now. So, uh, Question 35, book you'd recommend the world to read? I think it would probably be The Drunkard's Walk, which is a book about probability uh, and how humans are bad at dealing with it. And how like our as soon as like the idea of uh probably of like this might happen versus this might happen and how it makes us incredibly irrational um yeah. to to consider like those kinds of odds and how we can learn to deal with that stuff. Uh hmm. it also has like the mo the like the best answer to like why you switch doors in that kind of the the price is right, I think three doors thing where it's like, oh, here's why you should switch uh, your choice after they kind of uh, lift the first door. So if you want an answer to that and more on probability, the Drunkard's Walk I would definitely recommend. I'm kind of tempted because every time I hear people talk online about that, my eyes just kind of glaze over and I like yeah. can't understand what they're talking right. about. But all right, yeah, this book explains it pretty well. I'm I'm down. Uh, Thirty six, a movie that always makes you laugh. 
I think Shaun of the Dead usually is good for for a few laughs. I think there's a lot of jokes that worked really well still. Uh, a lot of like I think that's the part that holds up best about Edgar's Wright movies is that uh, the timing on a lot of the editing is so strong that it's like even now you don't see a lot of it done as kind of like in overt ways as he does where it's like a lot of the shots are kind of timed to do these jokes in, in ways that are easily readable and not like oh was he trying to go for a joke there it's like he definitely edited this to to go for something so I think I think that that movie is usually good for a laugh excellent answer excellent answer uh 37 what's the worst movie you've ever seen gosh the worst movie I've ever seen it was probably Lucy that the the movie about unlocking your brain or whatever yeah it's progressively like smarter and able to unlock more parts of her brain like we i watched that at home and walked out because like i was watching the <laughs> movie group. and i was i was just like it was a combination of like this movie is not over yet and I, I i need to leave the room and then i came back and it was still going so i just i basically dissociated and started like trying to think about what's more fun than this movie and just started trying to like leave my body like that movie was awful wow i remember seeing like the last half of it on cable and i don't mind spoiling it, it didn't she, she's just basically like jean gray or something like people yeah she, beca- she effectively becomes omnipotent and like ethereal at some point and it's just like the dumbest like <laughs> points to them for like taking their weird premise of like what if we unlocked our brain um but yeah, that movie's stupid. Yeah. yeah. Not a fun stupid, I think. <laughs> uh, 38. Who's your favorite actor or actress? I kind of... I've been liking um, Billy Bob a lot recently. I've been watching some of his other... Some of his better works. Um, gosh, I feel like I had... I, I think I had an even more... An even better go-to answer for this. But, yeah. Um... I like Will Arnett a lot, but I don't, I wouldn't say he's like my favorite actor, but he's he just has a voice that I'm always in that I really like. So it's just one of those things where it's like if he's in it, I'll, I'll at least listen to it for a little bit, and then I don't know if I'll watch the whole thing, but I'm willing to give it a shot, you know. Yeah. Uh, thirty nine. How cool was it in Jurassic Park when the Raptors are running through the kitchen? It that's. That's probably the part I've seen the most online, so it, I'm guessing that's the best part of that movie. That is correct, yeah. <laughs> uh, question 40. First show as a kid you got really into? I think it might have been either Power Rangers or Sailor Moon. It was one of those two, I think. Very strong either way. <laughs> Both excellent. Uh, question 41. Who should play you in a movie of your life? Oh, uh, who looks like me? <laughs> I feel like there's an app that would solve this question, right? But, Almost uh, definitely, but... Yeah. Uh, who would play me in a movie about my life? Who? The other thing is that, like, I, f- I feel I'm actually a pretty good candidate because I'm... I think I'm older than I look, which I think is what a lot of actors go for. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think who, who do you think I should, who, who do you think would play me in a movie? Hmm. Who starred in Lucy? No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, that's a tough. I I think you could take it. I I personally think you could. Cast <laughs> myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it was a rough audition process, but we decided to go with me for the role of me. Yeah. Do better. Uh, question 42. Who's the biggest celebrity you've ever met in person? Uh, in, met in person would probably be Aesop Rock, I think. I went to one of his Ooh. concerts and kind of got to meet him after. He was kind of a smaller venue. Um... Yeah, and I got to take a couple photos with him and talk to him for a little bit. So he's probably the most famous person I've met. That's fantastic, yeah. Uh, 43, TV show or podcast that you love, but you don't think anyone else knows about? It's, I think it's, I, I think people know about Undone, but it's like, it's the show that I feel like I'm continually championing as like being one of the best shows that no that I don't have anyone to really talk about with because it's <laughs> such a it's such a good show. It's got Bob Odenkirk in it. It's got uh it's got a couple of other celebrities, but I don't remember a lot of it is just like it, it does have a like kind of a hard to know cast, but uh it has the the it stars the lady who is um Alita in Alita Battle Angel as the main character. Oh she's yeah. really better than than she was in that but um yeah, it's a it's a really good show that more people should watch for sure. Oh, very cool. Uh, forty four, favorite comedian. It it was John Mulaney for a while, but he recently had some that that Chappelle related controversy that I think I'm still kind of waiting for his response on that. And then the fact that it hasn't come yet is kind of yeah. uh, kind of disquieting. So it's like tentatively. <laughs> I, I I'm willing to give it to John Mulaney. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, question forty-five: Best Saturday Night Live cast member. Uh, it's probably Bill Murray. Ooh, I think that would have been my thing for the the actor question as well. Now that I think about it, I think Ooh. I don't think I've seen a, a Bill Murray performance that I didn't like. That's true. Man, he's good. Turns out. Yeah, he's- He's a fun guy. Hot take. Bill Murray's doing all right. Yeah. Uh, question 46. What's the nerdiest thing you've done? I made a spreadsheet of, like, movies that I've seen. Uh, and, like, had a, I basically did Letterboxd for myself instead of going to Letterboxd and doing it where I just cataloged every movie, what I thought about it, and, like, well, like, the a rating and, like, the dates and stuff and where I watched it even. I don't know why I put, like, oh, I watched this on HBO Max. I don't know why I thought that was relevant. <laughs> but I made a spreadsheet that was, like, worse Letterboxd, and then I realized halfway through that Letterboxd exists. <laughs> and then I stopped doing it entirely. I stopped logging my movies entirely when I realized, oh, I could just do it on Letterboxd. It'll be so much easier. And then never touched either, either thing. And then... <laughs> Didn't use either platform at that point. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, after I'd set both of them up. <laughs> wow. Uh, question 47. Least favorite state? Uh, I would probably say South Dakota. Mm. Pretty. I drove through there recently, and I wanted to... I, I took a kind of a road trip through a few states, and I, my idea was 
I want to take a good picture of all of them. And South Dakota was definitely the hardest one to find a good picture for. I'm like, this is all just flat plains and grass and stuff that, I'm just, <laughs> that I cannot find super interesting. So, sorry. I'll, hey, that's a good answer. Uh, 48. Best thing you ever won. Best thing I ever won, I think. I think it was a copy of Banjo Kazooie before I even had a Nintendo 64. Whoa. Then like, this was from a, like a Toonami sweepstakes. I think it's the only sweepstakes I've ever won where they're like, hey, write in or whatever, send us a letter and we'll send you back. And it was so long that I'd forgotten about it. And then I just randomly received a copy of Banjo Kazooie. I think it was like the third place prize too. Like those ads would always be like, grand prize is like this, you know, one winner or whatever. And it, I think it was like N64 a copy of Banjo Kazooie and like some other. Uh, trinkets, but I only got the copy of Banjo Kazooie, but I didn't have a Nintendo 64, <laughs> so I really yeah. wanted a Nintendo 64 uh, for a while, and I didn't have a way to actually play Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> Tom, that devious little robot, sending out people <laughs> who don't have the console. Come on. Yeah. Uh, question 49: Is there anything you've collected or had a collection of? I have a collection. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm out to get all of them, but I have a. I got. I think I have all of the Zelda amiibos at this point. I oh. think that counts. But I don't have all the. I and I don't plan to get all of the amiibos. But I have all of the. I have all the Metroid and the Zelda ones. And I just. I think the Zelda, the Metroid one, was just kind of coincidental. But I, I actively sought out all of the Zelda ones. That's a good collection, honestly, because a lot of those very good posing on their part. For, for yeah. a lot of those amiibos. Uh, question 50. Dubbed the Ryan Davis. And the last of the fighting questions, I swear. You're in a fight to the death. With another person equal to your size, you're offered either an aluminum baseball bat or a six-inch non-serrated knife, knowing the weapon you don't choose goes to your opponent. Which do you choose, knife or bat? I think I go knife because of the psychological factor. Ooh. I think people are more afraid of knives than they are of bats. Even if I think bats are easier to deal damage with, for sure, I think people act a little more cautiously around knives. Uh, and I think I could use that to my advantage. I think this is very smart. Because you can you can accidentally get cut with a knife. Very rarely is someone accidentally knocked unconscious by a bat. Like, yeah. <laughs> like no yeah. one just forgets to put their bat away and then someone's just knocked out. Like, right, because if, if someone whips with a bat and, like, kind of grazes you, it's, like, it can be pretty bad. It could still, like, deal damage. But I think people are more scared of the more permanent damage that a knife can deal on accident than they are anything from a bat. Even though, like, a, I, I would try not to underestimate the the bat's ability to break my skull. Don't you even think about going anywhere. We have so much more of this wonderful episode with Mr. Vasquez still to come. Uh, some might say 49 more questions, but who knows? But before we do that, let's send a special shout out to the people who do the music for this show, like the song that's playing right now from the Mini Vandals, or the song that's going to play after our break from DJ Williams, maybe even our opener song from Diala, or the closer from the single Friend. And speaking of friends, my friends, my colleagues, my listeners, 
If you want to give us a five-star review, I'd really appreciate it. If you want to buy a t-shirt, tiny.cc slash 99q. You'll find something good, I swear. But real quick, here's a few words from a podcast that you should be listening to. Hello, everyone. My name is Michael. My name is Anthony. And we'd like to tell you a story. We have an improv storytelling podcast called M&A's Excellent Adventures. That's M ampersand A apostrophe S space excellent space adventures. Why do people have such a hard time with that? I don't know, man. You can join us every week for some good old-fashioned storytelling. Everything from Big Booty Pirates... To Secret Agent Stoner Mascot... To a cowboy who wants nothing more than to be a cat. And everything in between. So don't be a clown and come on down. Because we just know you are aching... Forsaking all oaths... Partaking in the anticipation... And raking in the energy to scream at the top of your lungs... Tell me a story... Make sure to tune in wherever podcasts are found. And you definitely don't want to miss our video podcasts on YouTube. Thank you. Bye-bye. Kisses. So, sir... Uh, you are known in some circles uh, as a bit of a fighting game aficionado of sorts. Uh, so, uh, because this is my podcast and I can cheat the system <laughs> as much as I want, uh, I am just going to run down a couple of fighting games, and just off the top of your head, who is your main character Okay, from that yeah. game? I can do this. Tekken. Uh, King. Good answer. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, Cassie Cage. Hmm. Super Smash Brothers. Uh, I've been trying to figure that out. I think it would be either Banjo or Snake. Ooh, classy answers. I like that. Uh, Street Fighter? Uh, Ken. Soul Calibur? Uh, Cassandra. Marvel versus Capcom. Well, this would be a team of three, or can I only? I only oh, choose one. Pick a team of three. We're shattering all the rules uh, here. <laughs> the ones that I ha- the one that I had in Marvel three, uh, Tron, uh, Frank West, and Sentinel. Everyone had Sentinel in that third spot. Is <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's kind of hard to, especially early on. I. I fell off of it uh eventually when everyone got too good at it but i think that was my team early on nice nice uh guilty gear uh you know uh i mispronounce this every time blaze blue uh that, that's the correct pronunciation okay thank good. I, haven't, I haven't played any blaze blue so i don't i don't have a main for that i haven't either so i won't <laughs> it's fine uh killer instinct uh, I think Jago because I only really played Killer Instinct when I was a kid, and I liked the ninjas. So Jago is <laughs> probably my my main for that one. 
Uh, you know what? Virtua Fighter. I forget what the name of the lady was that they made. A, I think they based the game on her. Uh, gosh, I, I, I have not played a ton of Virtual Fighter, but when I did, I played with her. I don't remember what her name was. Um, uh, on a quick search, I'm going to say, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I think what Google comes back with. <laughs> Google just comes back with a shrug emoji. I don't uh, know. I don't know. <laughs> just a photo of Eric Schmidt. <laughs> mm. Figure it out. <laughs> all right well well thank you for running through those uh are there any i missed that are, are even more so popular in your mind uh, uh, i i main bb hood in dark stalkers i think it is oh dark stalkers of course yeah i don't think she was in the first one but she was definitely in the last one that i played nice very nice well i thank you for running through my weird game show without points Oh, we got a whole lot more questions here. Let's uh, let's keep going. Question fifty-one: What's your phone wallpaper right now? My phone wallpaper. Let me check. I uh, I want to say it's a photo of the yeah, it's the photo of the waterfall from Twin Peaks that I went to. Oh, very nice. Uh, the one that at, at the end of the opening credits to that to the show. Oh, and you were actually. At that yeah, location. And I, and I, yeah, and I actually visited that location. That's pretty cool. Uh, 52, what's the last thing you Googled? The last thing I Googled, uh, I, I think I've been playing a lot of Destiny, so I think I Googled like a god roll on a gun or something. I'm mm. like, I got a drop of this gun, and I wanted to know if it was good or not. Was it? I don't think it was. It was. <laughs> yeah. Destiny, you've done it again. <laughs> uh, 53. You have to name your next pet without seeing them. What do you name them? Uh, Boss is probably the one that I might default to. Like, for most dogs, I think I would probably name them Boss. Because I think you could, like, if they're a big scruffy dog, like a like a, a Husky or like um, St. Bernard, I think it works. Because, like, there's a big dog named Boss. But then it's like, if you... If tiny like pomeranian or or something yeah it's kind of becomes an ironic name so i think boss is a pretty good all-around dog name i like that 54 what professional wrestler would you compare yourself to i don't follow wrestling much so i don't know but i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna say cm punk i think i've heard a lot of good things about him he's pretty all right (laughs) uh 55 What's your comfort food on a bad day? Uh, I like eggs. I think eggs is probably like a good, like if you put eggs on something is maybe the easiest way for me to try it. Mm. It's like, at least I know, which is maybe not the best answer because I, eggs you can, are, are versatile, versatile enough that you like, you can, they put them in cake, right? And they don't taste like <laughs> eggs at all. Right. Yeah. But I think, I think eggs is like if I know something has eggs in it, and you're singling it out as in, as like, hey, this thing has eggs in it versus like, oh yeah, cake has egg in it. No one makes an egg cake, um, at least not that I know. Of. Uh, I think eggs is one of those things where I like I, I'm always glad to see eggs on an ingredient list. I I gotta agree with you. That's a good one. Fifty six favorite smell. I like I like peach. Mm. I think both as a, like a flavor for things and as a smell. Excellent. Yeah. 57. 
best candy? Is chocolate candy? Well, this is now becoming the most controversial question. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I would say sure. Why not? Yeah, I like I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna put out. Uh, if anyone has had the zero bar, I don't know what company makes it, but it's like a bar. It's like a, it's almost, it's almost like a, like a Hershey's like, but I think I like it better than Hershey's. Uh, I think wow. it does have, but it's, or it might be nougat, but. I think it is like chocolate and nougat, but that one I've been really digging lately. Oh, zero bar. I don't think I've yeah. even seen that. Yeah. It's pretty, it looks really boring. It, it's like a, a, like a white silver thing. It looks like it would either be like a mint thing or it would be like some sort of detergent or cleaner. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's pretty, it's in the candy bar and it's in, in the candy aisle and it's pretty good. Oh, okay. Uh, 58 worst candy. I'm going to say Almond Joy, because I'm not a big coconut guy. Ooh. Almond Joy's the one for coconut, right? Uh, yes, Almond Joy and Mounds are both very heavy on the coconut. I, I don't like coconut. I feel like it sticks around in your mouth in too long, so I don't like having it at all. That's fair. Fair. 59. What's a restaurant you would recommend? Honestly, I, I think I would recommend the Uptown Diner in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, I think that's, like... My, when I took my mom there, she was really into it. And then, like one time when I visited from Chicago, she was really, she's kind of upset that I hadn't brought any her anything from that <laughs> restaurant, having not asked for it, and like having just had the one meal. I was like, oh, you didn't bring anything from there. Oh, okay, but yeah, they have they have they they happen to have really big pancakes too. So uh, if you want to try those those, I think they have co- they have cookie dough pancakes there. So oh, I definitely recommend go there. I'm booking a flight right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question sixty. What's a food you've never eaten? There's definitely foods that I don't like and would never try again, but in terms of never had it, I don't think I've had caviar. Oh. And I don't feel like I'm missing out, but I wouldn't, but I wouldn't, I would want to try it just to see what that's like. Cause that's always, you hear about like, Oh, that's a really rich, expensive food. That's really good for, for, for rich people. Um, but I've never had it. So I'd be curious to see what those are like, what that's like. What those fat cats are living like with yeah, <laughs> like just to see if it's like it's probably not very good or like it's probably not as good as like other regular foods, but like I just want to see like what is it? Why do rich people like this other than it's really expensive? Is it actually good or is it just a food that's really valuable so people like to pay a lot of money for? It? Yeah, like a food flex. You can just kind of yeah. I have caviar, you know. Like I didn't. Uh, <laughs> this cost me way too much money. <laughs> Jealous. <laughs> Uh, 61, strangest food that you have eaten. Strangest food? I I had a, I had a lollipop that had a, uh, I think some sort of bug in it once. Because I think I was in college and an exchange student brought them. And I think, I think they kind of knew that we wouldn't want to eat them. So I think they were like, try this as a dare or whatever. And I think we, we I had one of those. It is not very good, but it is. It was probably the weirdest thing I've eaten. I would say that qualifies. Yeah. Uh, sixty-two. What's a typical day off? A typical day off is uh, I probably just try to read as much as I can, or or I try to knock out uh, 
things that I've been meaning to do, like, oh, I, I should like mow the lawn or call this thing about like, you know, some internet thing, or if my internet's down or something. But that's probably what I end up doing is tr trying to clean, clean up as many tasks so I feel really accomplished and don't feel like I'm falling behind. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, 63 bucket list item that you accomplished. It's probably go to Japan. I think with, I think if I hadn't been there already, I would have it on my list of things to do uh, before I die. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's certainly on my list. So that's incredible. Uh, 64 bucket list item. You probably won't accomplish. Uh, I, I would like to go to space at some point. Uh, I don't like, I don't even, have, I don't have to be an astronaut or like have to settle a, a planet, but I just, I would like to leave the atmosphere for a little while, but I don't know how feasible that'll be, but by in our lifetimes, I guess. Yeah, true. I mean, they're sending like NSYNC up there, whatever they did a couple of years <laughs> back. Yeah. Uh, and they, and they think, I think NSYNC for their service, but I don't, I don't think it'll, it'll become space travel will be affordable for us anytime soon. I think that's probably right yeah uh question 65 dubbed by previous guests the realist question of the bunch name of a friend you don't keep in contact with but regret it oh uh because I, I definitely have people i've kind of fallen uh kind of like parted ways with uh i think there are a lot of classmates from high school that I kind of wish I kept up with more, but I just don't know what happened to them. Uh, but yeah, there's probably like, um, there's like, like, uh, there's also a, like a couple people I met in college that I had like, like one kind of weird, like post-class discussion with. And I was like, I should talk to this person more. And then you just never talk to him again. <laughs> so Edwin, if you're out there. Yeah. Uh, Question 66. What's a game that makes you feel nostalgic? I think a lot of, I think I'm having a lot of GameCube nostalgia. So anything like that was like, hey, you remember this from the GameCube? I think I've, I've been, I've been feeling those kind of nostalgia pangs pretty, pretty harsh right now. Even for games that like, I, like I recently saw footage of uh, the Twin Snakes remake of Metal Gear Solid being mm -hmm. played. Uh, and I definitely was like, I've never played this game, but it does make me feel really nostalgic for the GameCube controller because I remember people thinking like, this is—I don't think this is a good fit for this console. Uh, but, but thinking like, oh, the idea that you're playing this weird Metal Gear game on a GameCube is kind of interesting. I had the exact same thing about a week ago for F Zero GX for GameCube. Yeah, I saw someone playing it on YouTube, and I went, oh, I gotta dust that thing off. That is yeah. a good game. The, the thing that I remember from that game is how hard as hell it was. I remember it was stupidly difficult. Yes. <laughs> Especially toward the end. It was brutal. Yeah. Uh, question 67. What game have you spent the most time playing? Dota 2. I've spent too much time playing it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of hard to really talk about anything else in terms of times played. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, 68. Uh, what's something you built with your own hands? Uh, a friend of mine last year brought, bought me a gingerbread house. Uh, like tool, toolkit, like a thing where here's all the pieces that you need to make a gingerbread house. And 
think uh, Sheena and a couple of other friends kind of built it. So it took it took longer than I thought it would, but it, it was kind of fun. And then right. trying to figure out how much of this should I chip away at over the course of the rest of the holiday break <laughs> and eating like one part of the roof and thinking, oh, that was that was a not very good and B really wrecked me. So I, I should probably just throw the rest of this away two months later. Good call. Question 69. Best pickup line. Best pickup line. I feel like you have to time it right, but I think the best way to uh, the best pickup line is like having a having something to say about what the conversation is is it can be kind of risky, mm. but if it's like like you don't want to cut in someone having a personal conversation and telling like here's what I think you should tell your mother instead of like that, but it's like if you're talking about uh like if they're talking about a book or a movie or something like oh yeah I remember watching that and it's like and here's what I think of it, but it has to be it can't be from like the it has to be at a, like a bar or something. It can't be like, hey, I was at a restaurant and then you get up out of your table and you sit down at there and like, here's, I know you weren't, I know you don't want me eavesdropping, but I'm listening to your conversation. But I think if you could just cut in with a comment about like, yeah, I also, you know, like Little Lord of the Rings or whatever, or I, I also did, preferred, you know, this character cast as this person, right? Uh, I think that's an easy way to kind of allow yourself into a conversation because I think a lot of people have trouble making the first move. Yeah, and I think that's maybe the, one of the easiest ways to do it is to just have something to say about something they're talking about. I like it. I like it. Question seventy: Have you ever had any good nicknames? I think I've had too many bad. <laughs> 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 the people, I think that's what happens when you have a, a name that uh, it's hard for white people to pronounce very easily. So they're just like, "I'll just go with Sarah. That's the best nice thing. You don't care. Whatever. I'm gonna call you that for the rest of the class." And I'll just be like, "Well." Guess it gets the job done, so it doesn't matter. So <laughs> I, I kind of, I kind of have like this aversion to nicknames because it all, to me, comes from like the fact that people can't pronounce my actual name. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, Seventy-one. Do you believe in love at first sight? I think it can be a decent starting point, but I don't know that like, oh, if you see someone that you fall in love with like first, that 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 means anything particularly profound of like oh this person's the one but i think i i think it's one of the like you you should if appropriate maybe <laughs> try to try to pursue it i don't know it's kind of weird but like i i think that it's if it if it would not if it is not gonna put you in a shitty situation like if you see someone you're really attracted to and they you already know that they're with somebody probably not a good idea but they're at a bar or something you see someone by themselves and i don't know fall in love with them there i guess it's a good starting point but don't believe but like i wouldn't believe that it's like okay i need to pursue this person at all costs right yeah i quit my job divorced my wife (laughs) (laughs) uh 72 what's a big turnoff of yours uh smoking i think that's kind of like the one thing that you would have to be a like if you put if you say that you smoke on your profile or whatever on or you know, I know that about you. It's just going to be very hard for me to, like, be really attracted to you in any way. Yeah. A lot of very uh, hot people who smoke is the problem. <laughs> but it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, as soon as I find find out that someone smokes and if I'm, if I'm interested then, I'm just, like, eh, probably not worth it. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, 73, do you consider yourself an artist? 
Not particular. I can't draw very well. Uh, and I, I guess if you consider like writing an art, I guess so. But uh, I don't necessarily really ever call myself an artist in any real respect. 74. What's something you tried to cook and failed? I tried to make a pizza with eggs. Uh, but I, I, I think most people will tell you you should probably find another way to cook the eggs first. And so I just, I basically cracked eggs on top of a, of a raw pizza and tried to put it in the oven. It didn't work out at all. Interesting. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so I, I need to find a better way to do that. But I, I, I would probably, I think putting eggs on a pizza is probably good. I just didn't do it well. I just didn't cook it right. It was the execution. The idea is yeah. solid. Yeah. I gotcha. Uh, question 75, dubbed the Ben Hansen after, uh, you know, some fella. Uh, what's the greatest piece of art ever made? It is, I think it is hard to contest Mad Max Fury Road, even though it's not my favorite. I think it is probably the last, the last thing that I saw that as soon as I saw it, I was like, okay, this is one of the, this is, this is going to go down in history as like one of the best things anyone has ever seen. And like, I, I, it's probably in my top 10. But I think in terms of every time I see someone say, like, this is their favorite movie, I'm like, yeah, it's, pro- it's probably the best movie, objectively. <laughs> it really is, like, it only gets better. It, yeah. It, it's, it's really something special. Uh, 76. Have you ever had something happen to you that you would consider paranormal? I don't think so. I just, I think I'm pretty, like, uh agnostic when it comes to that kind of stuff where it's just like i know immediately that it's probably not something sur- like a uh, supernatural or anything so i don't have like a thing where oh where i'm like oh that was probably a ghost or something yeah i don't think aliens count as supernatural but i have also have not had anything that would make me think it was aliens or something that'd be cool if it was though right <laughs> i wish it would well besides being abducted i don't think i would <laughs> but if if i could attribute something to aliens think that'd be cool really would be uh 77 would you ever use a ouija board i think so i don't like i i would be open to doing one if someone was like hey we should try this like a hangout or something i wouldn't be averse to it but i also wouldn't put too much stock into it either fair 78 simply why uh why not I, that that's that was my high school teacher's response to that was like he had a very he, he did a whole bit on that particular thing i gotta have him on uh <laughs> it's like get, get my I, I don't even know if he's still alive mr allen <laughs> brian high school yeah if you want to come on the show <laughs> shout out to mr allen dedicated listener loves it. uh 79 if given the chance when would you time travel to I would. Tr- I think the seventies would be a point where I would be okay, uh, and there would be enough differences between then and now to really kind of get a feel for. Like I, I think I kind of just, I had a. I've. I was. I grew up in the nineties, so I feel like I have enough of an experience of like what the world was like before the internet, but seeing like the idea of having my job now or like being a writer in any kind of capacity just feels weird to me. Like, I don't know how you people wrote for magazines and like sent out pitches or like did anything like that um, before the internet. Yeah. And I was just like, 
you know, shadow a writer and see how they worked around that time. And just in general, see like what were, you know, food portions like, did, do, did foods actually just taste different? Uh, things like that, I think would be pretty cool. The thing that always blows my mind for the slightest of tangents, Photoshop. Like, I know not the program yeah. existed, but like they were able to like, I just hear like, oh, this was airbrushed. And I'm like, what does that mean? How did someone put together a magazine cover in like Before 1971? Yeah. I j it just, I don't understand it. I, I would, I, I would, would love, love to see that process. Yeah. 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 Uh, question 80. Have you ever made a sudden dramatic change to your lifestyle and stuck to it? I've done keto a couple of times and I, mm. I don't, I think, I don't know that I would recommend it for too long as like a lifestyle, but I think it's certainly interesting for people to try if they're able to just to see what it's like to um, go to restaurants or go to public spaces and have to have those kinds of restrictions, because I think it would make you more empathetic to people who have like gluten allergies or like, you know, uh, who are vegan or vegetarian for health reasons. I think it's yeah. kind of, I think it'd be interesting to have that as like a life experience of like, I know what you're going through versus like, Oh, this person's just being really picky, you know. So I think, like, I think keto is something that people can try for a little while, and you don't even have to take it for weight loss reasons. But I think it's probably one of those things that, like, just adopting any kind of like restrictive diet for a little while just to see what it's like. I think is probably something more people could learn, could could uh, could do with with doing. I like that. Yeah. Eighty-one. What game show, past or present? Would you love to be a contestant on? I th I think who wants to, I think it's either who wants to be a millionaire or family feud. I think those are the two extremes, which is like <laughs> very serious and like trying to test your knowledge under pressure. And like, I don't know, we just like answer a bunch of questions and have fun with a bunch of people, you know, I think seems pretty cool. I think that's the, the true dichotomy of game shows <laughs> right there. Yeah. That's very, very good. Uh, 82, what's a quote that you love? It's not, it doesn't apply very often, <laughs> but I read somewhere and I don't know where, I think it was in an article on Kotaku or something that they were citing some paper where I think someone said that the reason that video games aren't sports is because, um, a video, uh, so like sports allows you to do anything that is not expressly forbidden by the rules. Mm -hmm. Whereas a video game, you can only do what is expressly allowed by the system. So like in Smash Brothers, you're only allowed to do things that the controller allows you to do. Oh. Versus in sports, you can do, you, like you can run across that field any infinite number of ways as long as the rules have not forbidden it. Yeah. And I think about that quote a lot, but I, I don't know that it necessarily has a lot of like real life applications, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's still but fascinating to kind of chew yeah. on, though. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it, like, I think he was making the argument that it uh, sports more, like, create or uh, reward creativity a little bit more because there's an infinite number of possibilities. But I would definitely disagree with the, like, the the notion that video games can't be sports. But it's a it's a quote that I think about a lot. I like that one. Uh, eighty three. What's the best shirt that you own? The best shirt that I own, it's probably, uh, I bought one um, last year that was, a, it's a Darkstalkers shirt. Uh, 
that has like uh, Morgan getting like the with the electrified effect, where if someone hits her with like lightning and you see the skeletons like in Street Fighter, yeah, and it's actually glow in the dark. So if you turn the lights off, you see like the the skeleton glowing, and the and the light. So I think it's a pretty cool shoot. That's pretty sick. Yes. Uh, question eighty four. Would you change your middle name? I don't have a middle name. I have two Ooh. last names, but I don't have one. But I, and I think for a little while, I think I, I I mentioned to my parents that I would like my middle name to be Alex when I was younger. Hmm. I think it's because of the 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 anime Double uh, Eighty War in the Pocket, which is a Gundam thing, and the Gundam in that is called the Alex. And I think that's why I wanted my middle name to be Alex. So you can be closer to a Gundam. <laughs> so I can be a Gundam. Yeah, I wanted to be a Gundam when I was a kid. <laughs> I like it. I think it has a nice flow to it. Uh, 85. What's a good impression you can do? What's a good impression I can do? I think it's a really common one, but I think like something like Kermit the Frog, I think Ooh. is really, it's a, it's like a fun voice to do. You know, because it's like one of those things where you can tell you're flexing your your voice muscles um, and it's very distinct. So people know you're doing an impression and not actually talking, trying to talk like someone else. Yeah. Do, do you think we could get just a, a little bit of Kermit here? Uh, I think you could. That, that's Nailed about as good it. as I can. Yeah. Nailed it. Because <laughs> it's like, it's easy to get in the ballpark, but it's hard to get in the right lane. I don't think I nailed it, but I think it's like you recognize that voice as, as Kermit the Frog, right? Yeah. Oh, instantly. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger is the other one, but I'm not I'm not good at doing that one either. That's fair. I gotcha. Uh eighty six, is there a tattoo you wanted to get but are glad you didn't get? Uh I wanted one of the moon, but like the like 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 an actual full full moon with like um it would be like a larger tattoo with like where you can see the actual like the topographical information like to I don't know, like, uh, not necessarily like, you know, Google Maps deep, but like to see like the kind of ridges and stuff on the, on the actual moon versus like a crescent, like a simple crescent moon. Yeah. I think I wanted, I think I wanted that for a while, but I don't think I would, I, I, I'm not a tattoo person, so I probably wouldn't get any tattoo, but I think if I had to get one for a while, I think that would have been it. All right. So here's my million dollar idea. Trip up to space, moon tattoo in space, then you come back down. Uh, and then, I don't know, there's pancakes or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, although, I think the idea of, like, if there was a way that you could incorporate moon dust to the tattoo process, oh. like, if the tattoo ink were made of moon dust or something, I think that would be incredible. All to right. be the first, and then, uh, like, years later, you would be the first person to die with moon dust <laughs> in your grave, which would be a weird, a weird flex. But then I could put that on my grave and say, like, there's moon dust in this grave. <laughs> that would be my episode. <laughs> I'm I'm heading to Shark Tank with this. This is too good. <laughs> this is brilliant. Tattoos from the moon. <laughs> you know how you've always wanted a moon tattoo to kill you? Well, don't well, you I think worry. at some point, yeah, some dystopic thing is going to say, like, here are tattoos made of rare metals, and that would be poisonous to your skin. That would destroy you. But, like, I think that would be, I'm sure that is, like, in the next five years, people are going to start like a. You're going to hear podcast ads about. Oh yeah. You can get a tattoo with like you know titanium, or like instead of a wedding ring, get the other person a tattoo that is like gold. <laughs> it's bound to happen sooner or later. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Question 87. How would you describe your 16-year-old self? Uh, really, even more so than I was now, like really reclusive, uh, pretty quiet, uh, and really like um, just the kind of person who would go along with whatever, just kind of accepts every like thing thrown his way without really questioning it. And when, even when he should, I think is probably the way just really ac acquiescent, I think is the word I'm looking for. Just someone yeah. who just kind of goes along with everything and just kind of says like, all right, well, I guess so, you know. I hear you. Uh, 88, what's the worst injury you've ever had? The worst injury I ever had was uh, I uh, an old house I used to live in had a swing set that was just over like uh, basically concrete, and I I think at some point I someone walked by and I like act, like it kind of I accidentally kicked them and kind of tipped off edge and flipped over and landed on like square on the concrete and it kind of busted open my head uh, like right over my eyebrow. Uh, and that was pretty bad. I had to go to the hospital and get stitches for that. So that's probably Oof. like the worst injury that I've had. Not great. Not great. Yeah. Not fun. 89. What's a habit of yours you want to break? Um, I think I have, I tend to have like a, a pretty like set schedule for my day. And I get like, I get more upset about like people doing stuff outside of that, that would like mess up that schedule then I should be of like, oh, I, I eat food at like, you know, I eat breakfast at like 11 a.m. So if someone wants to do something at 11 a.m., it, it like instincts really like, God, I'm just like, ah, oh, I get I get more mad than I should because they don't know what what time I eat breakfast at. Right. Uh, so like the like any anything that throws off that schedule, like irritates me more than it should. I should be more flexible about how I schedule my day. All right. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Uh, question 90. Have you ever lied on your resume? I think at one point I said I had written. No, I think I, at one point I said I have experience with uh, Photoshop. I think when applying to a job a long ass time ago, and I have no experience with Photoshop. <laughs> so, but I think that was around the days where everyone was telling you like, oh, if you want a writing job, you should also be familiar with video and Photoshop and all these other tools. And I like, I didn't even bother writing that I was good with video because I wasn't, and I wouldn't be able to prove it. But I, I figured I could slip in a reference to Photoshop and they wouldn't make me take a Photoshop test. Uh, and they didn't because they didn't hire me. So maybe ah. they knew. <laughs> <laughs> they knew a lot. This, this, this looks like a guy who doesn't know Photoshop. <laughs> Uh, 91, getting on the home stretch here. Have you ever punched someone in the face? I, in, I don't think I've punched someone in the face that I can remember. I know I've, I've, I have punched people, just not in the face. Hmm. Okay. Well, again, tomorrow's another day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on my bucket list now. <laughs> Uh, 92, would you ever go to a nude beach? Uh, do I want to? No, but I think if someone, I wouldn't like, if someone said you need to go talk to this person and they're at a nude beach, I, I would probably be like, I guess I wouldn't be super <laughs> into it though, but I don't, I don't know why I would want, need to be at a, at a beach. I wouldn't go up my own volition. I, okay. I guess is the, the best answer. That's... I wouldn't want to go to a nude beach. 
but all the moon tattoos are happening on the. <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, you definitely are seeing a lot of moon. <laughs> nice. Uh, Ninety-three. Uh, somehow not the realest question. When was the last time you cried? The last time I cried, uh, I watched a movie and I don't remember what it was, and it it made me cry. I think it was identifying features which is like a small time spanish movie about an uh, like someone who is looking for someone who's immigrating uh but i think that was the last time i kind of like visibly cried gotcha gotcha uh 94 what's something you've done and will probably never do again uh yeah i i, I can't think of a, of a good answer for that one i don't know that i have yeah, I don't, I don't have, a, like, a good example of that. I gotcha. Okay, no worries. Uh, 95, best compliment you ever received? Uh, I, this, it's weird. Uh, when my, my brother was looking for a house several years ago, and he had a, or someone was looking for a house. I don't know if it was my brother, but someone was looking for a house, and I was tour, and they were like, hey, come see houses with me. I want, I want your opinion on these houses. And when I met their realtor, the first thing she said to me, she was like, wow, you've got wonderful eyes. And that was like the kind of like small pick me up that was like, oh, that made my like my my entire day was made of like <laughs> random stranger just complimented me on my eyes. And I was like, I, I was I think I was like noticeably happier the rest of the day after because <laughs> like she had no impetus. To say. But, you know, real estate people are, are probably inherently nicer to people just because they allows for them to get more work. But it, it was like, that was like the last, like, well, not the last, but like a, a comment that I remember getting that really kind of lifted my spirits. That's awesome. I love that. And you did purchase the house uh, on the spot. That's right. This is the house I'm in now. <laughs> I said, I, I pushed my friend out of the way and said, no, <laughs> my house. this is mine now. <laughs> uh, Question 96. Tell me a joke. Uh, the economy, am I right? <laughs> hey! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> SNL, are you out there? Bill Murray? <laughs> Bill Murray. I don't think he's even been on that show in 20 yeah. years. <laughs> he's, yeah, he has not been on that show longer than I've been alive. <laughs> uh,. 97. 97 used to be a question that I came up with that just wasn't all that good. Uh, so I took it and I crumpled it up and I threw it in the recycling bin and I replaced it with the listener question of the week. Uh, so if any of our wonderful listeners have a question that they want to see featured on a future episode, it's 99. That's, of course, the number 99. Questions pod on Twitter or 99 questions pod at gmail.com. And once again, because it's my show, and who's going to tell me not to, I have three questions as the question of the week. Uh, so we'll just run through them here. Uh, first one from J-Bo. Ask him if Ryu's chest is wide enough. I I think it's wide enough. I think they could stand to make... He's been getting bulkier in every entry, uh, especially if you compare him to how he looked in Alpha, where he was, like, super muscular, but, like, he, he looked and noticed... He, he looked like within the range of human possibility, whereas now he looked like absurd. Yeah. Anything from Street Fighter 
four, I'm willing to say, and on, has just been like he is a Gundam. A yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh next question from Smithy. Ask him what's his deal? Actually, no, we're gonna skip that one. Next question from Holden. Thank you, Holden. Uh after your incredible weight loss journey, what's the number one thing you miss about being that size? And what's the number one thing you're grateful you left behind? Thank you, Holden. That was a very good question. Uh I think the thing that I that I uh the first one, the one where the thing that I miss about being that size is I guess I didn't like I think losing weight kind of made me more self conscious. I think of just mm. like about, I could be like literally in literally in that I thought about my body more often, thought about myself as like an object more often once I started losing weight because I had like things to compare myself to of like I am smaller than I used to be. Yeah. And uh that's that's kind of weird and you know, that kind of affects how you see people. But uh in terms of things that I'm glad I left behind, I think I there were definitely periods where I would uh kind of eat after like things started hurting and i think i've as i've gotten older i've definitely learned to listen to my body when that kind of stuff happens and i i don't necessarily really eat uh over like that often anymore but it definitely was like i i learned to listen to my body more often and things like i if this thing may if i feel really weird after eating something i probably shouldn't eat it uh so i i made a more conscious effort to like not or like the other thing was that like not not to accept food just because someone's offering it because I would always be like well I don't want to like I don't want I want to lose weight but if someone said like oh here's here's a slice of apple pie after you've already had you know a bunch of other food at Thanksgiving I'd be like well they've you know they've they've offered it to me so I should take it right so I've I've become better about turning things down. Mm, that's a good one. That's a big one. Uh, no, excellent answers and excellent questions. Thank you uh, to everyone who submitted a question there. Uh, question 98. What made you want to be who you are today? Um, I think my first part-time job, which I really hated, kind of put me on the track to be like, I should get a job where I don't have to do things that I hate, where I, that like, which is, you know, basically have a job that I like doing. Uh, and so, like, because, like, yeah, working at Burger King was kind of a, a pretty miserable experience. So I realized that, like, I mean, I was already, I, I wasn't necessarily, like, a terrible student before then, but this kind of, like, working a part-time job at Burger King made me realize that, like, I don't, I don't want to do this. So I, I want to get, uh, I want to get into a field where I know that I like what I'm doing, that I'm good at it, and that, like, I find, I find the work satisfying, yeah. none of which I had in that job. Uh, so I think that kind of, gave me a lot of perspective of like, okay, this is, this is what could happen if you totally screw up is to just be in a job that you hate. Uh, so I think that's responsible for a lot of how I think about work and, you know, my, my field of study today. Wow. Very cool. But we've made it to the top of the mountain. The titular question, question 99, what do you want to be remembered for? I want to remember to someone who was kind, I think, when people look, I want people to look back on me, not necessarily for like, I think it'd be nice if they were like, oh, he's the guy who made this thing and it was incredible or did this thing and that I really admire. But like, I think 
uh, the idea that like when they remember when people remember me that they remember that I was kind I think is maybe the best that most people could aspire to because all the other stuff is out of your control I think that's an incredible answer and I will say you were very kind for taking your time out of your day <laughs> to do this here thank you uh, I appreciate that oh, fun. of fun. course of course it was an absolute pleasure thank you so much uh, for for uh, running through all these questions. Who knows how many? Um, but, uh, Surreal, do you have any, uh, anything you'd like to plug, promote, uh, waft into the ears of our wonderful listeners? Uh, anything at all? Uh, the floor is yours. Uh, I guess you can just follow me on Twitter. I think that's where all of my, just, uh, I guess you can just Google my name. And I think Twitter is probably the first thing that pops up, but yeah, I guess just, uh, follow me on Twitter. That's really the only thing I'm doing in public these days, so... What a gem. What an absolute gentleman. Surreal Vasquez, everybody. Follow him on Twitter. I dare say, one of the most underappreciated Twitter games in the video game realm. Really good. Worth a follow. But the red light's on. It's last call. Let's figure out what we learned here today. We learned that Toonami... Giving away a copy of Banjo-Kazooie to a kid who can't play it is just cruel. Is it as cruel as dying from a moon-dust-laden tattoo? The world may never know. We learned a lot about Serial's fighting game preferences. Oh, wait, this just in. A giant memeable pig is now the newest character added to Smash Brothers? Well, that's just adorable. We learned that rich people food is almost never worth it. We learn that your worst dreams are the best Guns N' Roses music videos, and we learn that if wanting to be a Gundam is wrong, then I don't want to be right. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to try to unlock my full brain potential. Uh, it might take me about two weeks, just in time for our next episode. So until then, thank you, and good night.